Welcome to In the Stacks from the Half Hollow Hills Community Library. We're talking about the stories we love because we think you might like them too. From bestsellers to old favorites to undiscovered gems. We talk about it here so that you can find it in the stacks. Hi, I'm Charlene, and today Ellen is behind the mics, and I'd like to introduce a special teen librarian from Half Hollow Hills Community Library, Jenny Camerano, and she's here to discuss the book, All the Bright Places, by Jennifer Niven, a debut novel. It can be found in book form, ebook, audiobook, and playaway. The publisher is Alfred A. Knopf, 2016. So, Jenny... Um, so this novel is Jennifer Niven's debut YA novel. This is a story about a boy named Theodore Finch and a girl named Violet Markey. The title opens up where uh, Theodore and Violet find them both both themselves on the bell tower at their school. It's not sure who was there first or who was going to think about jumping or something like that, but they both end up uh, coming off the tower. And they end up in a class right after that, and they are paired up on a project where they have to explore their state, and they live in Indiana. So while they're doing this exploration, they really learn about each other, and we learn that Theodore has a severe depression, like really a real mental illness, and Violet is also dealing with the loss of her her older sister. So they're both um, together dealing with something serious, and throughout the exploration, they fall in love, and they learn about each other. Um, this book is just really emotional. It's written between both perspectives, back and forth of Violet and Theodore. Um, Theodore is like not a typical person that Violet would have picked for like a, like a mate. But that's what I think is like interesting about it because they're not like she's the popular cheerleader girl and he's just like this like, you know, reject in the corner type of thing. But as the book goes on, they really grow to like learn a lot about each other. And in a way, you really feel like they're saving each other, like they're changing. Like you think, okay, during these explorations and during during all these things they're realizing about Indiana, they're they're changing. Which is where the story takes place. Right, Indiana, yes. But I don't want to give too much away. As it goes on, you see that Violet's really turning the page. She's she's Theodore is helping her with that. She's not as depressed. She's starting to actually take away some of her sister's things and starting to really move on from the loss. But Theodore, he he's falling in love with Violet, but he's not really he's not really moving. But the way Jennifer like goes back and forth between both of the characters is just like very emotional. You really feel how they're feeling. Um, and it's good to mention that Theodore. Um, comes from a family, a divorced family, and the father actually left them to move on to be with another woman and has a whole new family. So that's something that he constantly mentions, that he feels like his father just left them. And his mother, like, this is something weird, but during the book, his mother never seemed to know where he was nor care where he was, which I found so annoying to myself. I'm not a mother, but there'd be plenty of times where Violet would go there, where's Theodore? And they'd be like, oh, we don't know. They just don't know. There wasn't, like, a parent figure for him in, in the story at all. So he, it seems like he almost felt like he was alone. And then we had Violet, and he had some type of companion and relationship. Yes, he did mention there was a really good, like, aha moment in the book where you thought, okay, Theodore's really, he's getting through his depression, where he was like, you're the only person I want to see or be or be near in my life. So you really feel like that he's maybe going towards... He's moving away from this depression. But I really think what I learned about this book, too, I read something that Jennifer Niven actually did go through a lot of the depression and mental illness in her family. And um, I wasn't surprised to hear that because I definitely think the portrayal of the mental illness was really real. 
and it felt really genuine to me. Like it didn't feel fake. And she tackles it like in a perfect way. She really does. And these teens are preteen, mid-teen? They're like in 11th grade. They're in 11th grade, yeah. so they're old enough. And we right. find out what drew them to the ledge? Um, yes, they both were just dealing with their, their problems, and they both have thoughts of suicide. That's a big topic in this book. Um, but and teenage suicide is high, isn't it? It is really high. I don't know about in which states it's higher, but it definitely it, they definitely mention, he, uh, Theodore mentions a lot in the book, is, this, is today a good day to die? And he'll talk about different facts. Oh, if you do this, you'll die. If you like throw your body on like a thousand uh, nails, you can die. He, he's very fascinated with death, um, and I definitely think that comes from his like mental illness and him being depressed, and he um, possibly other things like bipolar and things like that. That sounds like a, a very appealing novel to the teens, especially those who want to experience things that happen but not actually do them. Right. It's definitely a really appealing YA novel where it just grips at your heart and you really fall in love with these characters. And you're, again, it's another book where you're sad it ends. Well, thank you, Jenny. It was great pleasure to hear you. And thank you, Ellen, for being behind the mics. I'm Charlene. You can find me in the stacks or online at inthestackspodcast.wordpress.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us, and please tell your friends.